welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest and one of my very best friends, Megan Haynes, is a nurse turned e-commerce entrepreneur who attended Penn State University and Drexel University for her degrees in exercise science and nursing. She took the bold step of leaving her full-time nursing career to pursue e-commerce and live the life she always wanted, which includes traveling and exploring the world. Her perseverance and determination continues to inspire others to chase their dreams and live life on their own terms. Meg, thank you so much. I'm so excited for this podcast, but how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm excited as well. Before we dive into everything, backstory on us. Those that have been listening know I went to Penn State. I've shared it a few times. Meg and I became friends, didn't like each other at first, and she is one of my best friends to this day, and we kind of have our fun little story (laughs) we'll get into, I'm sure. It's so funny asking you all these questions because I know the answer to all of them, but listeners don't. So we need to dive into it. So what did you want to be when you grew up? I had absolutely no idea. And I like joke still to this day because I'm like, I still don't know what I want to do or like what I want to be or I don't know. Like that's kind of like the beauty of life and like the beauty of education is like it's always got its arms open and will welcome anybody in. But like growing up, my sister knew from like the time she was out of the womb, she's like, I'm going to be a teacher just like mom. So she like always knew she's like, that's my dream. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, yeah, that's going to happen to me. And it just like never happened. Still waiting. So I'm still figuring. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I'm having fun in the process. (laughs) Yeah, it's lots of fun. Now, what were you like in high school? And then what made you ultimately decide? Because obviously, I know you went to Penn State, but... Where was that decision of who you were in high school and then transitioning into college? Uh, High school, man. Throwing it back. Thinking back. Yeah. In high school, I was definitely like a goody two shoes. Mm -hmm. I was like involved in sports. I ran cross country, played basketball, ran track. And I really enjoyed school. I didn't really get into that much trouble or anything. Like I was really (laughs) like a straight and narrow kind of kid in high school. But I had gone to a Penn State football game in third grade with my dad. And like from that point on, I was like, I'm going to Penn State. Like, this is so fun. Like, it was the whiteout. It was against Ohio (laughs) State. I'm like, oh. And from that point, I was like, yep, this is it. Like, I'm going here. Like, no question about it. And so like, that's how I ended up going and pursuing to go to school at Penn State. And then from there, exercise science just kind of happened. Like, I was originally taking a lot of gen ed classes, like, trying to figure out what I was interested in. And I had all of the requirements to go with, ironically, like marketing, which is what I do a lot of now for my business, but it was marketing. And my mom was like, do you like marketing? I was like, I don't know. Honestly, I've never thought if I'd like it or not. I just knew I had all the requirements and it would be easy to, you know, get into the major. And Then my mom kind of was doing research on her own and she was like, well, I've been doing a lot of research and like, I think exercise science would be a good fit for you. Like you have always been active, like you enjoy, you know, running and sports, but it also ties in science. That was always like one of my favorite subjects, like science and history and like history you can't do a ton with as a major. So she's like, why don't you pursue that? forget the requirements. Like if you need to go to school for an extra semester, like you need to go to school for an extra semester. It's not a big deal. So that's kind of like how I ended up going more of like the science route of things, which then led me to nursing. Because kinesiology, you're sitting there like, okay, 
what am I going to do with this? And people go and become PTs, OTs, strength and conditioning coaches. Some will go to PA school, some will go to med school. And I kind of looked into all that and I was like, I don't know if I like any of it. I don't, I don't think I want to go get a doctorate for four more years or have to go right into a master's program. And so my senior year of college, that's when I looked into accelerated nursing programs and decided I thought that would be the best fit for me going into like the medical field. So so after Penn State, you go to Drexel, you get your nursing degree because why not more school? And then at what point did you decide, hey, we're going to try e-commerce? Once you graduated, I know working for a hospital, I don't know if you want to call it out where you worked, but what point did this e-commerce kind of come into play here? I was introduced to e-commerce. I had really never heard of it, knew it was a thing until like right after I graduated. So I graduated in the fall of 2018 and that like December, I met my boyfriend and that's what he was doing. So he was like kind of explaining it and you know, it didn't really make sense at the time because he was just like, oh, yeah, like I live in this house with all these guys and like we all run our own <laughs> businesses. And then he'd like show me the sites and I'd be like, really? Like, excuse me, you you sell that much stuff? Like it just like really didn't make sense to me. So it was from there that I was introduced to e-commerce and really could see like the world of freedom that my boyfriend, Chris, and his roommates all had with running their own businesses so that's where like the introduction came. And then it wasn't until COVID hit when I was like getting called off of usually one of my three shifts during the week. So I was only working two shifts, getting paid full time though. And then coming home, like I wasn't going to my parents' house or anything like that. I was just coming back to my apartment by myself. And Chris was just like, this is the perfect opportunity. Like you should totally take advantage, get your LLC just start running a store and just see what happens. Like you have all this time on your hands. Like, honestly, what's the worst case scenario? You're at a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, yeah, why not? I'll start looking into it. And that's kind of how it happened. It was truly like Chris kind of giving me the tools. I was like, I'm here to help you along the way, but I don't think you're going to need that much help. He definitely was the push and like the driving factor to actually taking the step of, doing my own store. Like without him, I don't think I would ever have thought to do that. Now I want to talk through because we know these terms, but listeners may not. So how easy it is first to get an LLC. A lot of people don't realize, but you literally can go online depending on what state you live in and you can look up an LLC. I think we both use GoDaddy for our website domains. I mean, it's pretty simple to do that. And I want you to talk us through what it means, like, what do you mean by your store? Kind of simplify what you do for listeners, because this is such an interesting topic. And I think a lot of people don't realize how easy it is. Yeah. So I think a lot of people struggle when they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know how to go about the legal stuff of even obtaining an LLC. And then from there, they're sitting there like racking their brain. What do I call my LLC? Like thinking that that needs to be like your brand, which it truly has like absolutely nothing to do with it. Like I don't have my LLC name on like any part of my brand for any store that I've ever put up. So really just coming up with a name that hasn't been taken for your state, that's all you need to do. Like it could be the Black Cats LLC. It doesn't matter or Scooby-Doo LLC. It doesn't matter really. (laughs) 
no one sees it unless you were to get into some sort of like legal issues and like it's on your bank account. But other than that, you don't do anything really with the name. So don't worry about the name. Inkfile is what I have used to register for LLCs. It's really easy. They just go step by step through all the processes with you. And it costs like anywhere between like $200 to $300, depending on the upsells that they try to do, but you don't even need those upsells. So just keep that in mind as you go through the process. We see these Instagram ads and Facebook ads for all these things we always buy. How does that come into play? Like, what does it mean that you own a store and what does your store have? So before I start any store, I've been in print on demand. So not like drop shipping exactly, but print on demand allows you to sell like apparel, home goods, pet supplies, that kind of stuff that you can personalize with designs on it. But you don't carry any inventory. A printer handles all of that for you, but they just fulfill your orders. So I've been doing print on demand now for three years. But before I even start a store, like I do a lot of market research on niches and like Chris has always called it like the bumper sticker test. If someone's putting a bumper sticker on their car, like they're passionate enough to then buy your products. So kind of going after that customer, like somebody who absolutely loves dogs. So many people put like, I heart my English bulldog. That's on a magnet on so many cars. People love their dogs. They'll pay a lot for their animals. And you can have a whole store just about dogs or about cats. So I do some market research, kind of see what's out there to decide like whether I want to pursue that niche or pick another one. And then from there, it's coming up with a few designs, whether it's for t-shirts or for dog collars, something like that. And then we put it into Facebook ads to see what happens, to see if based off of the analytics that we're getting, whether it'll be a successful niche or one that we may need to change and tailor a little bit. I want to talk through how you gained all these skills. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it was a little scary. And yes, having Chris, I'm sure helps too. But what kind of was going through your head during all this? Like, holy shit, I'm crazy. Like how you decided to really make that jump. And I don't want to say give up your career, but start in a completely different career there. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. (laughs) During COVID and like as things kind of became more normal, and my store was doing well and like taking off, I was going to work at night shift, coming back in the morning to answer customer service emails, sleep for a few hours, wake up, answer more customer service emails, like handle all the busy work that was needed, and then would go back for my next 12 hour shift. So for a while, it was a lot because I was still working full time and then also pursuing keeping this store up and running. And it wasn't until a little bit later down the line that I decided to take a step back from nursing. And that was mostly just because of my relationship. Chris was in Florida and neither of us wanted to be long distance anymore, like something had to give. And I was like, you know what? I have the opportunity where I can take a step away from this and still be able to pick up shifts if I want to, but not have to do it full time. So that's kind of where leaving nursing full time came into play. 
Well, and I like to, because a lot of people I feel like have this connotation that, oh, you started your own business. You're just an overnight success too. But I just, I'm thinking of our phone calls we had during the pandemic of like, how are you doing? Oh, barely holding on. How are you doing? Like just the back and forth. And, you know, it's not easy. It's not just like, oh yeah, I woke up a millionaire, you know, look at all this money I have. But the fact that you not only worked, but worked through a freaking pandemic on the front lines, like insane to me. And I think that's something that you needs to be reiterated to people over and over that. I mean, you know my story too, and most listeners know it because I say it every other podcast, I swear, but it's just a reminder that you can't just quit your full-time job to pursue your side hustle, that it does take time to build up. It's not just, I woke up tomorrow and it's good. Some people get lucky, but most people don't. Honestly, Chris is kind of like the opposite because he was like, (laughs) I don't want to work a nine to five. And he quit his job at Amazon and was just like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to pursue it and I'm going to make it happen. And like he did. So if you're somebody who's really determined and like, you know that you are not made to work a nine to five, you'll figure it out and you'll make it happen. But I think most people are more built probably like me where I needed some security as I was transitioning out of it. And like, I don't know, I still sometimes feel I'm like, what am I doing? Should I be continuing to do this? Should I change? Business is like fluid. It's just up and down. Like some months you have a really good month and then other months, hey, it's not so good. And it's just not that consistent, like two-week paycheck. I don't know. I sometimes miss that. I kind of miss just like, oh, I went and did my shifts and I get paid and that's that. But it just doesn't give you like the flexibility of being able to do other things in your life, like travel and such. So Mm -hmm. just comes down to what you're looking for. Right. I miss the not having to make so many decisions. And my boyfriend's name's Dan, for those who don't know on this podcast. Like I tell Dan, I'm like, listen, I want to make no decisions. I don't care where we eat. I don't care what we do. Just make the decisions for us because I make decisions all day. And I'm so, I don't want to make any when I come home. And it's so funny because it's that part I miss about corporate and that, you know, you can sign off and not have to like look at emails on vacation and all. Not that we encourage that, but. I know you and I are very much the same of like, well, let me just check. Let me just make sure nothing's on fire. And let me just see, like, it's going to take five minutes. So yeah, um, I know you've been to some exciting places in the last few months, but you have a few more exciting trips come up. So what has it been like traveling and then running this business along with traveling and making your own flex schedule? It hasn't been too difficult. Chris and I, we try to get into a routine as best as we can. So like waking up more on the early side, trying to get at least like two or three hours of work done in the morning to then have more flexibility in the afternoon. Because then it's not like hanging over your head of like, okay, well, I haven't done anything yet. And like, I need to sit down and I need to answer that email. And so just kind of knocking it out first thing in the morning and then seeing what you're able to do in the afternoon. That's kind of like what's worked best. And then always like it's a little spotty sometimes in certain places with Wi-Fi. You need Wi-Fi to run <laughs> to run an e-commerce business. <laughs> so that has, you know, thrown some monkey wrenches into traveling. But we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. I love that. Yeah. How is it kind of, I mean, I know I've asked you these 5,000 questions, even like personally being your pal here, but it's just so fascinating to me, all the research you have to do. And I don't want to say like roll with the punches, but kind of, because like you said, you have to monitor like consumer behavior and look at trends and things like that. So how do you stay hip with the cool kids on doing all of this? 
because it's a lot. A lot of people don't realize how much, like, this is a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work. I feel like everything with business is you're constantly learning and it's a lot of problem solving. So if you're somebody who you don't like to problem solve or don't have like really strong critical thinking skills, like a lot of times like that just makes it a lot harder. But like nothing is, there's no manual for running your own business. Like no, it's all trial and error. You find things that work, what doesn't work. And then you just kind of like put that file away. Like you can build a whole SOP about it. Okay, this is what works and this is what we're now going to follow. But even that changes. And Chris is like, he's always been the big like Facebook ads guy. Like I understand, but like he's the one who always handles the nitty gritty of our advertising and marketing. And even he is learning new things about Facebook ads. For him, it's been like a lot of networking. And he like met this one kid. He's like, well, why are you running that many campaigns? Like you only need to be running this many. And like, that's what's worked for me. And then Chris implements that and tries it out. And he's like, oh my gosh, like that did work. And like, <laughs> it works. That's crazy. So a lot of it is just problem solving and not even just on like the advertising side, like on the back end side of business as well. Like just problem solving. Okay. Like I want to go sell in Europe. How am I going to do that? And there's no manual like, okay, if you want to sell in Europe, this is all the stuff that you need to know. You go, you do some research, but a lot of nine times out of 10, it's like, okay, we'll throw it up, see what happens and figure it out from, (laughs) figure it out from there. I love that you just brought that up because it is so true. Like there is no SOP for all of this and you do have to run with it because, and I think we're a lot of outside of e-commerce in e-commerce too of people that just kind of stay stagnant or just aren't growing as much is because they aren't willing to roll like they're not innovating and staying up to date i mean look how much has changed i mean who had on their radar on their bingo card a pandemic here and a lot of people had to get creative with it and that's where it's so funny you say that because i'm just even thinking about like we've had it issues another thing i miss about corporate is like oh i have someone i can give our it issues to or Oh, someone else can look into that. That's not my department, but you're the owner. Like you got to do this until you can hire employees. And yes, they can take some off your plate. But at the end of the day, you still got to make most of the decisions and figure out what the best practice is to do that. So I don't know if you've run into this, but when unique situations come up or a customer, I can't even think off the top of my head, but a customer just throws you something absolutely crazy. And you're like, I never even thought about that. Now we have to simplify this and make sure we're not getting screwed here. So I want to talk through, Meg, what's kind of exciting for 2023 and what you have on your plate for the business, for everything else going on in your life. So for 2023, I'm still continuing to run my like one brand that I have right now. But besides that, I'm starting my own kind of personal branding, like my own YouTube channel, really to help people who are interested in starting their own business and giving them valuable information. If you're somebody who's like big on YouTube and like you're interested in YouTube, a lot of things it just skims like the surface of business and like e-commerce. And it's just like a very broad overview because a lot of the times it's someone who is they're a YouTuber. They've never run the e-commerce business, but you know, there's all this jargon and research out there where they can get enough to make a really catchy video and give you 
something that's really broad that seems helpful, but then they're just not talking about some of the biggest points. Like specifically for e-commerce, people will talk about, okay, here it is. You throw up an Etsy store. It's really easy. You do X, Y, and Z and boom, like you're making thousands. And then people try it and they're like, well, but I'm not. And it's like, well, you didn't talk about pricing at all. You didn't talk about looking at any pricing that print-on-demand companies are doing. He didn't run any of the math. So yeah, someone's throwing up a store going, okay, I'll sell the shirt for 20 bucks. And then they sell a few and they're like, wait, I only made 10 cents on that sale? And you're like, yeah, because there's so much more to it that needs to go into these videos. But they don't know because they've never run it before. Or like, they're like, here are nine side hustles that I would do. And you're like, you haven't done any of them. So like, how do you know? Right. Oh my gosh. So my channel is more to like help people, like give them that push of like, you can do this, go out and try. You have to start. Mm -hmm. But if you're following along, like you'll get some of what I've learned along the way, kind of like handholding a little bit. Like I plan on having a video of like, here is step-by-step how to form your LLC. Just that simple. Like Chris, when he was looking into it, he said he Googled for like two weeks how to start an LLC. Yeah. And after you've done it, you look back, you're like, what the heck? Like that wasn't bad or scary or anything, but people don't know it. So. Well, and I also, I love the clickbait posts that are like, here's how, like you said, here's how you can do it. Like it's so easy, but like you said, nobody has actually done it. So it makes it a little difficult. Yeah, it's like the tangible ones. And it's like, can these people give you results? And that's what I encourage people or people that come up, they're like, well, this is how it is. And look at this person does it so easy. Why should I work with you? It's like, well, because I've done it. Like for me, I mean, that's obviously we're in completely different fields. But for me, that's, hey, look, I worked as a recruiter, like I've literally hired before for you. That's I've literally taken my store from zero to X amount of money. Like, that's why I know and I'm better than some other people not to be full of ourselves, but it's true. So if someone wants to work with you, are you accepting as coaching clients or what more doing the YouTube videos or if someone listening really is interested in starting their own store, how would they get in touch with you? I mean, they can absolutely like reach out and shoot me an email or go to my website that has my contact information on it. MeganHaines.org. I don't know if it would turn into consulting at some point. Like at this point, I'm not really doing that, but I guess I definitely could. But I'm also happy to just get on a call with somebody, listen to what they have to say. I can answer any questions that they have. I'm down to do that as well. So if someone listening is interested in getting into e commerce, they can check out my website, my boyfriend's website, and kind of go from there go from there hit subscribe on the youtube channels (laughs) there we go awesome and meg as we wrap this up what advice do you have for listeners uh my advice would be to start just take the step and get the ball rolling it doesn't have to be some huge like life-changing moment or like this is it like this is my calling it can be your like side hustle starting out but like you have to actually start because it's never going to just click and become easy. You're always going to problem solve, whether it's your first day of running a business or your thousandth day. So got to start. If you want to change your job, change your job. If you want to move, go move. Go find your happiness. Go start. You got to take the first step. You do. Oh, I love that. What a great note to end on. 
Meg, this was so much fun as we knew it was going to be. But yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for this to come out. For those of you listening, if you want to get in touch with Meg, all of her information's in the show notes. And thank you again for listening to another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.